Please stand by. We'll be streaming live soon. I'm so glad to be with you again. I'm having a wonderful time in the snow and, and meeting friends and people are just inviting me to be with them and in their homes and in their chateaus, whatever. So I'm having joy in being, being with friends during Christmas. Uh, let me share with you the ministry of Jesus because I've been teaching you about the prophetic, this, this, this edifying building and comforting and encouraging and how, how the Lord Jesus moved in this area with so much power. And so I want to mention several scriptures. And, and what I'm doing, I'm going through the miracles of Jesus and emphasizing the gift of, uh, because Jesus operated in the gifts of the Holy Spirit. If you study the gifts properly, accordingly, without any confusion whatsoever, uh, and, and of course without any uh, uh, negative reaction to what I'm saying, you're going to see that these gifts are just embedded into the kingdom of God. And so the first thing that I want to share with you is Mark 1.40. And Jesus came, and there came a leper to him, beseeching him, begging him, and kneeling down to him. This was rendering of honor and to an earthly being. It was rendering of reverence to a divine being. And saying unto him, If you will, you can make me clean. Now, verse, verse 41, then, it's a very charged verse that if taken very quietly, you're going to see that the Savior in Jesus, comma, moved with compassion. Now, compassion is comforting, encouraging. It's not self-pity. It is, it is, fits the definition of Paul when Paul says that uh, 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 prophesying is edifying, building and comforting, encouraging, strengthening. And so Jesus moved with compassion, comforting, compassion. Put forth his hand and touched him. So he moved with compassion, put forth his hand. And touch the man. Now, you might, uh, you might uh, understand that touching a leper is unusual. But the Lord did that. He touched the man and said to him, not anybody else. So there was a, 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 a verse 41 is an interaction between the Savior and a man with leper, uh, you know, we're talking about a foot or two feet in distance between him and this man. He says, I will. Be thou clean. Now, the Greek here in this construction says this. His word healed the man and not his touch. His word healed the man and not his touch. The touch was really compassion, was comforting, encouraging. Because the word, I will, it was instantly. When he touched him, the healing had already been effected and the man was clean. The words, I will, 
forever settle the question of the will of God to heal the sick. The will settles the question of healing. Jesus wants to heal. I'm so glad that He is my Lord. I'm so glad that He healed me. He strengthened me. He forgave my sin. <clears throat> and I'm totally committed to Him and to death, to serve Him. Uh, and, and serve. Now, I want to give you more examples of this. And uh, uh, let's go back to another one. And I think it is uh, Luke chapter 8, uh, verse 43. Luke chapter 8, uh, verse, verse 43. And the woman having an issue of blood for 12 years, which he had spent in her living upon, upon physicians, neither could be healed of any, came behind him and touched the border of his garment. Remember that, that uh, Jesus was with uh, Jairus, the synagogue, synagogue ruler and Jairus invited Jesus to his home. But on the way, this woman interrupted. And uh, she simply said, uh, uh, came from behind and touched the border of his, of his garment. And immediately her issue of blood <clears throat> stopped. And Jesus said, who touched me? When all denied, Peter and they who were with him said, Master, the multitude throng you and press you, and you say, who touched me? And Jesus said, somebody has touched me, because I perceive that power has gone out from me. And when the woman saw that she was not hid, she came trembling, and falling down before him, she declared unto him before all the people for what cause she had touched him, gave her testimony. And Jesus responded, and he said unto her, daughter, now, at first, she was referred to as a woman. And now she is referred to as, as a daughter. And now she is referred to... This speaks of the relationship pertaining to both salvation and healing. Be of good comfort. Be of good comfort. That's, that's, that's prophesying. Be of good comfort. Encourage. Be encouraged, woman. Be encouraged, my daughter. Be encouraged, my son. Be encouraged, my brother, this morning. As you listen to this evangelist teaching, be encouraged in the name of Jesus. Be encouraged that you are going to do, uh, be a blessing to the kingdom of God. You who teach and disciple and minister, be encouraged. God is going to do something wonderful for you and open a door so you can do what God called you to do. Be of good comfort. My daughter is prophetic. I hope that this is uh, begin to... To touch you so you can see Jesus operating on this marvelous move <coughs> of the Holy Spirit. All right. Let's go to another one. And uh, this one is Matthew chapter 5. Chapter 8, verse 5. So let's go to Matthew uh, chapter 8, verse 5. And when Jesus was entering to Capernaum, there came to him a centurion beseeching him and saying, Lord, my servant lies at home sick with a palsy, grievously tormented. And Jesus said to him, I will come and heal him. Then the centurion answered and said, Lord, 
I'm not worthy that you should come unto my roof, but speak the word only, and my servant shall be healed. For I'm a man under authority, having soldiers under me. And I say to this man, <clears throat> Go, and he goes. Another come, and he comes. And to my servant, Do this, and he does that. And Jesus heard it, and heard it, and marveled. And said unto them that follow, Very verily I say unto you, I have not found so great a faith, no, not in Israel, but I say unto you that many shall come from the east and the west and shall sit down with Abraham and Isaac and Jacob in the kingdom of heaven. But the children of the kingdom shall be cast out into outer darkness. Therefore shall be weeping and gnashing teeth. And Jesus said to the centurion, Go your way, for as you have believed, so be it done unto you. And this, and his servant was healed at the very same hour. This scripture... points out Jesus saying, I will come, I will, I want to heal. Be be comforted, do not be discouraged. I'm going to bring healing to this man, and I don't have to go where you live, I can say the words, and it shall be done. Amen? Let's move to uh, uh, Matthew chapter 9, verse 36. And of course, uh, it says this, And when he saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion on them, because they fainted. They were scattered abroad as sheep having no shepherd. And he said unto his disciples, The harvest is truly is plenteous, but the laborers are few. Pray you therefore, the Lord of harvest, that he will send forth workers, laborers, for his how for his harvest. The word compassion falls again. He was moved with desire to love, moved with building them up and to encouraging them and to tell them that they are powerful people. Uh, when he saw the multitude, he was moved with compassion on them because they fainted. They scattered abroad in the, as sheep having no shepherd, no spiritual leadership. And he felt in his heart that he needed to speak to them a word. Pray therefore. And he began to call people to come and to receive the call. Perhaps today, if you have a call to serve at a mission, a mission agency, I call and I speak to you that you come, that you be here to work with us. We need workers. We need people who will feed the hungry, people that minister to children, people that have a love for the Lord, people that are called to serve God. And maybe you're one of them. And so in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit of God, I speak forth a word to encourage you and to move in the power of His Holy Spirit in Jesus' mighty and holy name. Amen. All right, let me go to another one. And, uh, and, uh, uh, but there are so many here, so let me go pick up one from, uh, from the NIV uh, study list. And this is uh, uh, Mark seven twenty four. Mark seven twenty four to thirty. I'm just doing Mark seven twenty four. And from hence from thence he arose and went in the borders of Tyre and Sidon. Entered into a house, and I would have no man know it, but he could not be hid. For a certain woman, whose young daughter had an unclean spirit, heard of him, 
and came and fell at his feet. The woman was a Greek, Syrophoenician by nation, a Gentile. And she sought him, and he would not cast forth the devil, that he would cast the devil out of her daughter. But Jesus said unto her, Let the children first be filled, for it is not meat to take the children's bread and cast it into the dogs. And she answered and said unto him, uh, Yes, Lord. Now the word Lord here opened the door for God to respond to her. Because the word Lord in Greek, the Greek text as used by this woman, does not refer to deity or of Jesus being the Jewish Messiah. She would have had scant knowledge of this. She instead uses the word Lord in a sense of Jesus being an important person. Yet she, yet the dogs under the table eat the children's crumbs. Now she places her in the position of faith, a position which enables her to receive. And he said unto her, For this I say, Go, go your way. The devil, the demon, is gone out of your daughter. And when she was come to her house, she found the devil gone out. Her daughter laid upon the bed, resting. Now, what makes this uh, prophetic is that Jesus told her to go to the house because the God wasn't present. Jesus prophesied for this saying, Go your way. The prophetic here caused the demon to leave the body of that little girl. What caused this movement and change from the Lord toward this daughter, toward this woman, is that she simply humbled herself, yet dogs under the table eat the children's crumbs now places her in the position of faith, a position which enables her to receive, humble, gentle. And so the Lord simply says, Go your way. The devil is gone out of your daughter. That's his prophesying. He's saying, It's done. Go ahead. So if you study the Bible, and you study all these miracles, you're going to see this continuously all the time. And I'm trying to tell you that one way to operate this way is that when you meet people, you put your hat, the prophetic hat, and you wait to see what's going to be said to you. Don't initiate conversation. Just say, how you been? Good to see you. And and as they begin to speak, you you begin to speak in, in favor of them, to encourage, to lift them up. It's not something that, Begins with a conversation, but it's a revelation from the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit will reveal to you what you need to do. Amen. Let's go to another site here. And uh, I'd like to go into uh, Luke chapter 9, verse 38. Luke chapter 9, right here, verse 38. And I'm there now uh, very quickly. Verse, verse 38 is right here. And behold, a man of company cried out 
a man in the crowd. Jesus' ministry. It came to pass that on the next day they were to come down to, from the hill. Much people met him. And behold, a man of the company cried out. A man in the crowd saying, Master, I beseech you, look upon my son, for he is, he is mine only child. And lo, a spirit, evil spirit, takes him and suddenly cries out, speaks of the demon taking control of the boy. And it tears him that he foams again and bruising him, hardly departing from him. And I besought your disciples to cast him out, and they could not. Now Mark says that Jesus said that the reason was prayerlessness of the disciples. If you study Mark on this passage, it says that the disciples in here weren't in mode of prayer and communion. I told you that the prophetic works when you actually are in prayer, in ministry. When you come covered, lift your hand up and begin to pray. If you don't have a prayer language, ask the Lord to give to you. And begin to pray. Lift your hands and pray. Uh, let the clock run the, the line for an hour. And, uh, and drink a cup of coffee. And uh, look through the window. And begin to continue to pray. And you're going to notice that the Lord will actually move in power with those that pray. Okay. In fact, the emphasis in the Greek text is on their prayerlessness rather than their lack of fasting mark 9:29 okay mark 9:29 let me let me go let me, I'm, I'm, I'm. mark 9 i just want to pay attention to this a little bit 9 verse 29 uh, it says this and he said unto them this kind this this spirit in this little girl can can come forth by nothing, but by prayer and fasting. So, doing without food, but as well denying one's own strength and ability, and looking exclusively to the cross. Amen? So, that's the view of Mark. Uh, but uh, Luke sees it uh, 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 differently. And he simply says that... Uh, And Jesus answering said, O oh, faithless and perverse generation, how long shall I be with you and suffer with you? This prostrates the human exasperation on the part of Jesus. Bring your son tighter, hither, I mean, bring him here. And as he was yet to come, a coming, <clears throat> the devil threw him down and tore him. And Jesus rebuked the unclean spirit and healed the child and delivered again to his father. Jesus cast out the demon, healed that which was the demon had damaged regarding the child's physical body. As they were all amazed at the mighty power of God, but while they wondered every everyone was at all these things which Jesus did, he said unto his disciples, Let these sink down into your ears. Let this sink down, disciples. Get it inside of you. Comprehend this that I'm saying to you. For the Son of Man shall be delivered into the hands of men. But they understand not this saying. And it was hid from them that they should perceive it not. And they feared to ask Him what He was saying. 
You know, Jesus was predicting his death and bringing them to teaching, discipleship. But while they wondered about every one of these things, Jesus did. You see the Lord caring, loving, encouraging the disciples, uh, meeting the, this man with the son that had a demon. All of this is a prophetic utterance. Now verse 43 here, it is the prophesying. Because it says, They were amazed at the mighty power of God, but while they wondered every one of these things which Jesus did, He said unto His disciples, Look at the prophetic. Let these saints sink down into your heart, for the Son of Man shall be delivered into the hands of men. The prophetic here is looking to the future. And he's saying, I will, I will have to die. I have, I have to die. It's something that, it's, it's, it's why I came. Remember that one time when Jesus uh, <clears throat> said something about this. Uh, Peter tried to sort of uh, correct the Lord. And the, the Lord said to Peter, get behind me, Satan. Meaning, I came to die on the cross for your sins and to give humanity eternity. And there's no way that you can stop me from doing that, Peter. So, so the prophetic is embedded into the verses. In this case, is verse 43 of Luke chapter 9. Okay, so let me go into another scripture. We have eight minutes. I have to hurry up here. Let me go into another scripture. And uh, <clears throat> how about uh, uh, Mark chapter 1, verse 23. You're going to like this one. That's an interesting verse. Mark 1. Mark 1, verse 23. All right. Let me go right there to it. In the and there was in their synagogue, they were in Capernaum at this time, a man with an unclean spirit. The word unclean here runs the gamut of all the activity of Satan from Immorality to deceptivity, lying, religious spirits. That 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 Revelation sixteen thirteen to sixteen speaks of, and he cried out. And so, unclean here refers to a, a series of things. And he and he cried out. Now, who 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 cried out? The demon. And I've been teaching you that the. When, when, when the demon speaks out, is the end of it. The expression of a demon is the end of it. So as, as the demon cried out, then Jesus knew that it's about over. Saying, let us alone. What have we to do with you, thou Jesus of Nazareth? Are you come down to destroy us? These demons knew that Jesus had the power to do whatever he needed to be done. So they're crying out because they're about over. They've been discovered. Are you come down to destroy us? I know you are who you are, the Holy One of God. Demon spirits knew who He was. But the religious spirits of Israel did, didn't know. Or rather, refused to know. And Jesus rebuked him. <clears throat> the demon. The lead demon. <clears throat> he didn't rebuke all the demons. You know, uh, you, you cut the head of the snake, and all the snakes die. 
I know you are who you are, the Holy One of God. And Jesus rebuked him, saying, Hold your peace and come out of him. In effect, he said, Shut up and come out of him. Shut up and come out of him. I don't want to hear you talk. I don't want to hear you. I don't want to talk to you. I don't have time to spend with you conversing. You see, it's very, very wrong to talk to demons. Okay? You don't spend time talking to demons. You reprimand them in the name of Jesus and move forward. And whatever happens there, sometimes uh, 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 when I pray for somebody with a demon, they'll fall on the floor. That's the, that's the sign that anybody can just stand in front and reprimand. It's done. And you just go out somewhere else. In other words, you cut the head of the lead demon and, and, and all the demons and that person is gone. And Jesus rebuked him and saying, Hold your peace. And when the unclean spirit had torn him, trying to, to, to uh, come out, and cried with a loud voice, represents a screech of fear, fear of Christ, fear of not to, 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 to obey Christ immediately. And he came out of him. There was no delay. And they were all amazed, and insomuch that the, they questioned among themselves, the scribes were animated now, and they saw something in prolonged discussion, uh, looking at each other in a little huddle, you know, like the football huddle in Georgia when they come together and do a huddle. The, 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 the scribes and Pharisees did a little huddle, though. Then what are we going to do now? You know, do we do we do we throw for a pass, or or do we do we do a running a running running play? What are we going to do? And uh, what this? What thing is this? In effect, who is this man? Referring to the possibility. And they were thinking that he might be the Messiah. But what new doctrine is this? doesn't refer to new in respect to time. But instead, in comparison to the dry and dust drowning in the leaping talk of, the, of scribes and Pharisees who had no faith, no life, lived in condemnation constantly. But for with authority commands... He even the unclean spirits, and they obey him. I never heard this before. Do you? I never heard either. One is talking to the other. And immediately his fame spread abroad throughout all region around about Galilee. This would spread to Jerusalem. Now, what I'm saying to you now, where, where is the prophetic in this passage? This is what we're doing. We started on verse 21. And... Uh, uh, the prophetic here is, is that Jesus took authority over the demons. And suddenly the, 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 the scribes and Pharisees are responding with questions. Who, what is this? What is going on here? We don't know what's going on. I mean, the power of the Word is creating in the, in the scribes and Pharisees a lot of doubt, a lot of fear, a lot of anxiety. You see, the prophetic, when he's sad, when, when he speaks... Hold your peace and come out of him. Meaning, shut up here and come out here. Shut up over here and come out here. It's authority over the environment. Over the, the prophetic works with authority in the, in the, in the site where you are. It, it, why, why should Jesus care about this man uh, and this boy? It's because... The, the disciples were all involved with this father. And, and they prayed that it couldn't be done. So Jesus was ministering and teaching and caring to the disciples, to the father, to the son. And the crowd that was around him. It must have been 500 people present. 
but he was referring to what the disciples, his disciples, were, were speaking and saying. And so, but I want to do one more for you two this morning. I hope you're enjoying this. Uh, uh, hallelujah, hallelujah. Here, here, here it is. It's, it's, in, uh, it's in John chapter 5, verses 1. Let me, let me do it as quick as I can. John 5, I got a verse 1. There was a feast of the Jews, and the Jews went up to Jerusalem. Now there is Jesus by the sheep marked of sheep marked of a pool, which is in Hebrew is called Bethesda, having five porches. In in these lay a great multitude of impotent folk, blind, halt, withered, waiting for the water to move. For an angel went down to a certain season into the pool and troubled the water. Whosoever then first uh, would get into the water would be totally healed. And a certain man was there, which had an infirmity for 38 years. Notice now that out of all the people there, the prophetic and the power to heal is coming to a man that's been sick for 38 years. Look at the purpose of the Holy Spirit. When Jesus saw him lying there and asked him he had been now for a long time in that case, he said unto him, Will you be made whole? He said unto him, Will you be made whole? The impotent man answered and said, Sir, I have no man. When the water is troubled to put me in the pool, while there, but while I'm coming, another steps down ahead of me. Jesus said to him, Arise, take up your mat, and walk. Immediately the man was totally whole, completely took his mat, his bed, and walked. And the same day was Sabbath. Now, the miracle here, the prophetic miracle here, is that Jesus found the man who had 38 years. It could have been anybody else. He asked the man, would you like to be healed? And the man says, well, I, I, I can't get in the water. They were much faster than I to get in the water when the angel stirred the water. And Jesus says, take your mat. Now, he didn't have to say, take your mat. He simply said, take your mat so he could go home instead of having to wait for a miracle here because his legs were already completely healed. Amen? And so, now... They asked him, Who did this to you? He said, He who made me whole, the same said unto me, Take your bed and walk. Then he answered and said to him, What, what man is this which you said, Take up your And he said, He who was healed knew not who, who Jesus was. For Jesus had not conveyed himself away. So later this man meets Christ. I want to thank you for this morning. I want to thank you for this week. Merry Christmas to all of you that are listening to me. And I hope that we continue to minister to you every single day of the week as we go on Monday through Friday's Lotterain.com. Lord bless you. Hoje a minha